0: You're listening to a podcast of Business News Background. A weekly roundup of the big stories here in Western Australia. Brought to you by Business News and Lush Digital. Welcome along to another edition of Business News Background. I'm James Lush from Lush Digital, and with us today, as ever, two marks Mark Byer, news editor, Mark Pannell. Had of content gentlemen let's look at uh, this week's stories starting with Aquila resources and this interesting complex takeover battle uh, that is going on at the moment Mark by can you uh, can, can you demystify can you can you sum this up in in just a couple of minutes?
1: It'll take at least a couple of minutes. (laughs) This is one of those really fascinating takeover battles that has so many dimensions. It's it's really, really interesting. So Aquila, they've got a big iron ore project up in the Pilbara. It'll cost something like $7 billion to develop. Uh, They've been battling away at that for quite some time. Um, A month or so ago, Baosteel, the big Chinese group, teamed up with Horizon, which is the old Queensland rail launched a takeover for Aquila worth about $1.4 so some very big numbers here. And uh, that's been sort of quietly progressing. And then yesterday, uh, sorry, and then on Wednesday, Mineral Resources, local contractor surprised everyone when they spent $200 million buying a 12% stake in Aquila. And they've subsequently come out and said they're gonna use that as leverage because they wanna build the project. They want to build the mine, the railway, the port, and they want to roll as an operator. Mm-hmm. So it's a really high-stakes game. Um, Horizon, who had seen themselves as the operator of that infrastructure, um, is now in an awkward position. Minres um, mean, is a you know a great WA success story. Some very entrepreneurial people run it, um, and they're taking a big bet here. You know they've outlaid two hundred million dollars, um, and now there's going to be some. Uh, very, very interesting negotiations. Mm. So to what see. are they trying to
0: do, by certainty, by by, by work?
1: They want work, yep. And now, it emerged that they've been working with Aquila for some time. They'd been putting together a, a detailed proposal where they were going to help to fund and build and operate the mine and the processing facilities and the railway and, and all the other components. So when Baostil came in from China with Horizon. That threw a spanner in the plan that that mineral resources had been quietly working away on. So they've bought themselves back into the game. Mm. They said, "We're not going to go away. We want to be part of this project. We want to be a big part of it. We can help Aquila." And we're putting our money where our mouth is.
0: Mark Panel, is this what uh, the future is? You know, if you if if you're not going to win some of the contracts, you've got to go out and effectively buy them or buy into companies. Is that the way?
2: Well. Maybe not. I think Mineral Resources is a pretty unusual beast in its own right. It's a bit of a hybrid. It's a mining company in its own right and a mining contractor, all right? So it, it, it's got its own mines and it ships its own own ore. And then it's done a couple of these deals, although I'm not sure how much is taking place already, but they've they've done a couple of deals where they're building the processing and then they'll share the output yeah. with the owner of the mine. So I think that's what they were probably in talks with Aquila to do to kind of come in there, we'll build everything. And I th- and, and the other thing that, that I think what I know of Mineral Resources is they just reckon they're really good at building this stuff cheaply and efficiently. They think they're miles ahead of everybody else and they feel they're miles ahead of the the big mining companies that have been spending like crazy to build stuff. Mineral Resources think they're, they're, uh, they're just more cost-effective at doing it, which is why they feel they can come in and, you know, undercut bow steel and make a basically put themselves on the table because they think they can do it better. Now, you know, that, that's the first part of that equation. That's a very individual looking at, mm. uh, individualistic look at this deal. The other part I find fascinating is that, you know, everyone's saying mining's dead and BHP and others have been turning off staff and blah, blah, blah. And here we've got multi-billion dollar deal potentially and a lot of interest and, you know, people want to build mines still. Yes, you that know, is interesting. That is. Chinese money wants to come here, local money wants to do it. The mining boom isn't over and uh, that's a good signal. Yeah. That's a really good signal. Well, we didn't do bad, gents. We, 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 sort of cover that in
0: three four minutes which i think uh, for a complex story that's pretty good <laughs> let's move to a, a story which uh, is, is less complex but nevertheless still as intriguing that's the guildford hotel anyone who lives locally will know that the, the guildford hotel was burnt down a few years ago and then has sat there idly doing nothing for many years a bit of an eyesore certainly spoiling the beauty of uh, a historic place like guildford but now at long last someone's putting their hand up to say yeah we're going to develop it i'll buy it
1: yep look they've They've gone through a a significant step, they're not there yet, but the owners of the property, which include uh, Luke Martino, well-known local business advisor, he's signed up the Publican Group. They're out of Melbourne, they've got about five venues in Perth already, uh, the Aviary, the George and a few others. And the Publican Group said, yep, we'll go in there and we'll operate that. So that was a really important step. Now, there's a whole bunch of steps that still mm-hmm. have to come, lots of regulatory things, um, but Luke is pretty positive. That, but but uh, we why is it
0: there for so long before a decision like this is potentially made?
1: Look, there's a bit of guesswork around that. Um, you know, It's a heritage property, and we know that fixing up heritage buildings too hard. is very, very costly. Even though, look
0: at it, I mean, the potential when it's done is huge, isn't it? I mean, it's in a great spot and it will yep. potentially look terrific.
1: Yeah, but look, it's not the first time this sort of issue has arisen with a heritage building. I mean, obviously the circumstances here are unique, um, but there are lots of um, heritage properties which have, which have great potential, mm. but developers look at it and say, well, I'm just not sure if it stacks up commercially. And that's why people need to get together and I think work out yeah. you know, in a very open, transparent way um, an arrangement that works for everybody.
0: Well, it's interesting, we're going to talk in a minute a, a, another story that's featured, which we'll come back to, which is um, a lack of chefs, so they might have a lovely hotel but they've got no chefs to work in it, which <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about in due course. Uh, let, let's just look ahead to, to next week and, and what's in the paper next week because I know that uh, we were just touching on some of the issues of, with, with Aquila, and yet there is still this desire potentially to get into mining. And one of your big stories next week, my buyer is looking at mining services and the tough times that are being had by all contractors and the like. And um, where to from here? Because it's certainly obviously a very different picture from a few years ago.
1: Yeah, look, it's, it's a really in-depth look that we've done on the mining services industry. Uh, one part of that is updating our uh, database on mining contractors. Um, now, the top 20, they employ about 12,000 people in Western Australia. So that's a measure of, you know, this is a really important industry. Um, on top of that, a lot of the big miners do their own operations. And in fact, that's one of the big challenges. That people like BHP and Fortescue want to run their own mining operations so that's actually squeezed out some of the contractors um, and Roy Hill uh, which is the big new iron ore mine under development their long-term plan is to be an owner operator um, so there are a lot of contractors out there fighting over the remaining opportunities um, there's a lot of pressure on margins um, a lot of the listed companies have announced earnings downgrades So we've spoken to a few of the groups and they've talked about some of the strategies they're employing, where they're trying to be a bit more efficient, a bit more productive, so that they can, you know, look after their client, the miner, while still making a dollar. The other part more broadly is around some of the really smart companies in Western Australia. Um, You know, we're a big city for mining software. And I spoke to a company called Micromine, who are a, a big global player in selling mining software. Um, And another one that I found really fascinating, um, Immersive Technologies, they develop and build training simulators. So if you're driving a big dump truck, you do your training in one of these very clever simulators. Mm. Um, And their latest product, it's a training package for the people that drive driverless trucks. (laughs) Get your head around that.
0: So you need a training package for someone that doesn't drive these things. That's interesting.
1: (laughs) Someone still drives them. A they're computer just, they're just has been just sitting remotely.
0: Uh, that's interesting. Yes. And, and and it's interesting, Mark, Mark Mark Panel, whether you know this is uh, obviously the, the, the way that is going the way that it's going to be as we go forward, there are going to be far fewer big jobs out there. You know, a few years ago they were ten a penny. Now it's not the same. Uh, they're gonna to have to change their their, their, their sort of operation, aren't they?
2: Well, look, um, every industry goes through these Ups and downs. cycles yeah. and uh, you know i mean i, I think I, I think i'd be fair to say that if uh, if you looked at that top 20 that mark said if you first of all if you observed the ASX 10 years ago almost none of those companies would've been on there and i don't think many of those companies even really existed and if they did exist they were smaller private things that did a little bit this yeah. and that but they're now major major businesses and and that just reflective of the times when um, big companies wanted to get things done and it was easier to outsource those things that you know get the expertise and blah blah, blah. so they've done that now they're looking at their costs they've squeezed Correct. these guys for a Correct. couple of years they've really squeezed them and now they're thinking well we'll take in what we can and what we can't but i think you have to look and say mining is still doubled or some number like that over 10 years they're still exi- and mining doesn't just because we have stopped constructing new mines sure. doesn't mean mining finishes. There's a that, lot of business there to win. You know, there might be three or five new if that attitude has changed
0: from okay, we, we'll use contractors for this because it's easy to get them in yep. and get them going. If that attitude has changed, actually, you know, we can do it ourselves now. Doesn't that
2: mean that the game is totally changed? But again, I think that's you know you've seen it in so many industries. You know, people outsourced. You know, computing or software or whatever, and then they brought it in house, and then after a while, some new boss comes along, and I just think it'll settle into a more more standard cycle. That's my view.
1: And you know, James, contracting has always been a tough business. They're always beholden to the owners of the assets or the developers of the projects. And the contractor just has to bend to suit what their client
2: wants. But it's the same in any
0: industry, isn't it? We're talking mining contractors, but it could be any other contractors for that matter.
2: Look, I I was doing a a panel session last night with BDO and we had some people, we had some local mining guys, local resources guys, and some um, guys from overseas on the panel and it was really interesting, the overseas guys, more particularly than than, than the local guys, saw the local expertise. They really recognised how yes. WA is this hotspot of expertise. Wherever they go in the world, there's Australians working on these mines yes. and everything. Now, okay, that can be a bad thing because, you know, we lose our brains and our and our IP overseas, but it can also be that these companies have opportunities to do stuff elsewhere using what they've gained over the last ten years in WA. Yep. Okay. Um, talking about
0: uh, mining, the tough times and some jobs going again. More BHP losses uh, this week announced. Uh, and yet, on the reverse, we just mentioned a few minutes ago, there are there are there are certain industries that are crying out for workers and, and chefs. I'm not surprised actually. There's always a, a, a new restaurant, some flashy restaurant opening it's up in town, isn't there? Not enough chefs to, to service that. Is that right,
1: Mark? That's certainly the case. Um, and the Good federal chefs the federal government about. has acknowledged this because. They've put chefs back on the list, right. of occupations in demand. So, if you want to bring in a chef from overseas on a 457 visa, it's now more possible to do that. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's a recognition that, that there is uh, an issue here. Um, look, clearly, it's a growth industry. Um, yeah, we all walk around the city and There's we see another restaurant. The num- number of I restaurants. Um, and yet, the number of people commencing apprenticeships in the field has fallen. And like a lot of apprenticeships, you get a very big dropout from people who start but don't complete. You know, that's a a perennial problem with apprenticeships. Um, And then the other challenge in this particular area, something like a third of the people that come out with with a a chef's qualification head overseas because it's one of those trades that's really good to travel with. so the poor old restaurants back in town yeah, yeah, we lose are out. still saying, where am I going to get well, my Well, we need people? to do the same as
0: you say in reverse. You know, the, the, mm. I'm sure there are many that trade in France that would love to have a stint in, in,
2: in Perth. Bring them on, I say. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, but, you know, we've become more food-orientated, and you've definitely seen this explosion of small bars and restaurants and everything going on, and it makes sense that there's a demand there. I, I just hope that we can... You know, not let ourselves down when there's people who want to invest and yes. take on these yes. these exciting things that make our city so much Absolutely. more exciting. They've got to be able to get the skills. Otherwise, you know, no one no one wants to turn up, and pay thirty dollars, no. and get average food.
0: Well, exactly, and it goes back to that debate we were having several years ago. In fact, continue to have about service. Yeah. It, it's all very well having these flash restaurants, wonderful restaurants, but if the service is lousy, you know, we're let down and we pay a premium. Correct. Finally. Um, we were just, uh, again, a few weeks ago talking about uh, Rory Vasala, who, who was uh, very much uh, involved in childcare and uh, making a fortune in childcare, sells out of childcare, child's play, hmm. and moves into the world of boats, Riviera boats, and, and isn't that a nice thing to do with your money after you decide <laughs> that the kids are too hot?
1: Yeah, look, Rory's uh, one of our great young entrepreneurs. Um, In fact, he was one of our 40 Under 40 award winners uh, a couple of years ago. Um, Yeah, he's um, sold his his childcare business uh, for 60-something million dollars. So there's uh, plenty of money in that industry. Um, And uh, he said, well, look, he's only 30 years old. He wants to have a bit of fun, but still be in business. He's taken over the dealership for Riviera. Uh, which is a a Gold Coast luxury boat builder. Um, And uh, I'm sure Rory's going to bring some of his commercial savvy to the boating industry. Um, In fact, he's one of those stories. In fact, he's about to buy his fourth Riviera boat. He keeps on trading up. And he loves them so much, he's decided to take over the dealership.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that story before. So there's still
1: some good times in Perth, and um, you know he'll be looking to tap into um, a lot of those people who've made money out of the mining boom over the past yeah. decade, yeah. And looking for uh, some nice toys to uh, spend some of their money on, yeah. And uh, he'll be
2: keen to look after them. Someone's
0: obviously not told him that uh, investing in boats is obviously not a great idea look, <laughs> on a personal level.
2: You know, I, and I agree, James. That like the first thought that comes to mind is, you know, how how do you How do you make a small fortune quickly? You start with a big fortune, (laughs) you go into boats. Um, Look, I guess the flip side of that is if you can make money out of childcare, Mm. which is really in many ways a cottage industry in this country Mm. and a really tough industry with a lot of owner operators, if you can make money out of that sector and make big money like he has, then possibly you are the guy to yep. make money out of selling boats, even in the times that we've got now. But, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll have to just see if his if his skills are yeah. so generally applicable that
0: they can move across into a different... You know way. what? He might just have fun in the meantime. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks so much for talking to us again this week. Uh, another edition of Business News Background, same time next week. I'm James Lush from Lush Digital. Don't forget you can get this on iTunes as well. You just have to subscribe and uh, it'll be appearing on your gadget when it uh, is uploaded. Jeff, until next week, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast of Business News Background, brought to you by Business News and Lush Digital. For more information, go to the website businessnews.com.au.